Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. around his man. Ten seconds to go. Johnson over four. Logan O'Connor. Helm holds it. Can you believe it? 4.9 seconds left. And that might be the series clincher. He scores! He scores! He scores! Darren Helm with 4.9 seconds to go in the third period. Darren has taken the helm. And he's about to take the avalanche into the Western Conference Finals. Kids, hard work pays off. Darren Helm is the example. Finally rewarded is the fourth line for the avalanche. This is Reed Saunders, professional Colorado sports announcer. 1-0 to Ryan, drives it to right. Going back, Puig, and it's tuning in to the Mile High Pundit Podcast. It's too good to be true, but believe it! Oh, hell, kill! Follow us on Twitter at Mile High Pundit Podcast. Loose ball in the front court, Grant dumped it home! And the Denver Nuggets lead it by 20 points in the game seven. Now, here's your hosts, Joel James and Jared Shuck. I'm at a loss for words. Uh, my heart is shaking, pounding. I haven't eaten most of the day. Uh, I'm, I'm fidgety as all hell, but in the best way possible. I don't know what to do with myself. Um, I, I'm trying to distract myself with uh, a little bit of victory, bullet bourbon, and coke right now. Um, but uh, I'm bringing my co-host, Jared, all the way down from... Land of the South, Texas. How are you, man? What, 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 what did you think of that game? Do you see my hand He's right shaking now? Shaking on camera. He's you see my shaking. Hand? I, I can't. I, I can't stop shaking right now. This is absolutely mind numbing. Like, that ain't Parkinson's, folks. Part of me wishes it was. Um, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, if if you had Jesse Confer's uh, brother to score two goals and Darren Helm to score the game winning goal and you had both of those on your lottery ticket I'm calling bullshit every single day of the week that 
I, I love, this is why I love the Stanley Cup playoffs. This is why the Stanley Cup playoffs are the best playoffs in all of sports. Because it, it doesn't matter who, who, who win. I shouldn't say who wins. It does matter who wins. It, it, it doesn't matter which team it is who's in it. You're going to have an unlikely hero out of somebody. Nobody had, nobody had JT Comfort. No, especially nobody had Darren fucking Helm. But I, I said it all. I said it all night um, on, on on the Twitter account all fucking night. That fourth line was eons better than the third line, probably better than the first for most of the game, and better than the second for most of the game. And that that fourth line absolutely fucking bullied St. Louis. I'm you. You give uh, the. The first JT Confer goal, you have to give that to the to the fourth the fourth line. I mean, it, without them, that puck doesn't that puck stays in that. The, blah, 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 blah. I'm too excited to talk normally. Oh god, <laughs> um, that puck's that puck doesn't get pinned in, and St. Louis's D pairing isn't out there for three and a half minutes. I, I mean, yeah, that I mean, was just phenomenal work by that fourth line all night long the way they pinned them just i mean they they even i think tnt put it out uh as like a little uh micro stat during the game but at one point uh the buchnevich line for the blues was three minutes and counting on the ice which in my it's it's like you said they they got that dog in them man um just the way they were able to change the game in the most unnecessary of way and in, in the most not unnecessary um i'm at a loss for words too right now if you can't tell um the most unexpected of ways and it's not like your top line guys weren't invisible i mean they had their fair share of great chances in my opinion throughout the game but uh, when when it came down to it, Huso was extremely hot tonight, and you had to have one of those unsung heroes step up and step up. They did, man. I thought we were going OT. I I was readying my Bucci overtime challenge pick, and it was going to be JT Comfer. Eight seven seven goals now for the hat trick. Well, because I I even put I, I even put out on the on on the old tweet on the old Twitter machine. That screamed a Miko game winner. Just a guy. If let me bring you back a little bit in time to, I think it might have might have predated you. Um, the Eagles were one for twenty nine on the power play against Fort Wayne in the uh, Western Final, and they won a power play in overtime of Game Seven in Loveland, which was just absolute fucking banana lands, and they end up scoring a power play goal to win the series. And I saw that and I was like, this is just screaming Miko Rantanen. 10 assists, no goals, just seems like an almost non-factor really in that series. And I was like, you know what? That's, this is perfect time for Miko. Uh, I'm glad I was wrong. Darren fucking Helm, thank you very much. The full-blown one T, a standing one T, how the fuck are ya? I mean, I, I lost for words. Landis Cog's reaction when he saw that thing hit the net, I mean, phenomenal. I, yeah, I, I, I've got nothing. 
like when so when I was watching the game and and I've been doing this thing recently where we've been we've been pretty involved with the uh, locked on avalanche uh, spaces and and some of the belly up uh, people too yeah and some of the belly up people um and it's just been like tonight it it seemed like they were almost skating on eggshells for a little bit there it looked like a team that was kind of in their own head um but uh but going back to that you know just a great group of people uh good vibes all around in those uh in those spaces and they actually got some uh pretty exciting news regarding that which we'll get into a little bit later that's all i'm gonna say and i've now made it a very conscious effort to jump in in pregame jump in in the intermissions and that's it i i i'm i'm superstitious at this point hey it works man Uh, it works just when i wear this jersey Every single time. I dug through the dirty laundry for this shirt. Sierra was mad at me for it. It's a great shirt, though. It, it's, you know what? I don't care if it's superstition. It's, it's going to get washed. I don't care. It, it's like my hockey gear. Like, if I was doing well back in high school, that's probably too much info. Uh, when I was, if I was doing well back in high school, I wouldn't wash the gear because there's no point to. You know? Which I hardly ever yeah. did well. So it's fine. Um, <laughs> but... I I saw there was a stat going into the third period that I saw that kind of encapsulated kind of how I was feeling um, about Colorado's defense. Um, at, at the time, six of the last 18 shots had gone in the back of the net for St. Louis. Um, some of them absolutely Kemper, absolutely on Kemper. And I brought it up to, to you um, over Twitter and in the spaces, like, is, is Kemper's eye still a problem? And who, who knows? I mean, right now it's a fucking moot point, right? I mean, it's like a cow's opinion, right? Who cares? Um, but it's, it's starting to concern me when I'm starting to see all these glove side shots going in at, in time after time, after time, after time, after time, when they fucking shouldn't because Kemper is not that fucking horrible, man. He's not. Yeah, I mean, you, we, we both saw some issues over the last couple games, especially with tracking that puck. Um, more importantly, that track usually coming on goals coming from left to right, which is his left side. It's his left eye that got hit. But I also think that, you know, if he wasn't healthy, he would step up and say something. Um, you just, you kind of gotta gotta almost respect that almost because I mean I love Frankie but this series was not the one for him then. But but is it subconsciously hurting him? You know what I mean? I mean like, it like, like it's not like it's not like a physical pain. It's just not not even a mental pain. It's just a subconscious going, oh fuck something feels off, and your eyes almost trying to like recorrect what you think you're seeing and what you're actually seeing is right, but it's actually not because of your eyes recorrecting that split millisecond. Yeah. That, that, that's what I'm thinking is happening. It is notoriously hard to track a fuck as it is. I mean, it's a very hard thing to do. So my um, grandparents won't watch fucking hockey on TV. It's too hard to follow. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, 
but just the way like I said, I, I, I felt like for a time there, it looked like this team was almost in its own head. Like, oh, here we go again. We're running into this sort of wall in the second to where it's taken us not one, not two, but now maybe, maybe three closeout games to close out these blues. Thank God it did not go a game seven. Um, but like, you know, again, moot point. Um, just the way that they closed out on the road tonight. Six seconds left. Uh, <laughs> I'm still speechless over it. Um, I can't even really... Uh, the, the full gravity of it will probably hit me tomorrow. Um, but... The way that you saw Kemper make the saves when he had to over the past two games to keep us in it. Because the Blues were imposing their game. At, for for stretches, they really were at times, and uh, I wouldn't be doing my job here if I would not be making you eat a little bit of crow, discrediting them, saying abs in five. I believe I got you there, abs in six. But. It was it was abs in five, okay, but really they could have closed that shit in five. They could've. they they really they should they should have to. Um. I'm okay with eating crow on the fucking tweet I put out saying this series is going seven after they were getting absolutely fucking mauled in the second period there. I'll eat crow on that one a thousand percent of the time. Um, in, I, in I the just, second period, going I, I, back to your goals yeah. and shots point, they had two goals through nine shots at one point. That's what was, and it's, it was the same thing, like no goal support either. You know, it's almost like they were just watching those go in at times. And, and the crazier part, too, is that in, in all situations, Colorado out high dangered St. Louis 18 to 5. Are you fucking kidding me? They tripled them up after the end of two. They were up 12 4 at the end of two. It's just, like, like, that's how good Huso played. I, I, he stood on his head. He had one of those games where I thought Blues are going to blues us. Somehow, Blues are going to blues us. And I mean, for for all intents and purposes, right? Like he, Huso the only fucking reason outside. I mean, once they lost Bennington, everyone's like, "Well, fuck, Abs in five, hell yeah, hundred percent of the way." Huso was giving up juicy rebound after juicy rebound. If Colorado had a half a fucking brain, it felt like sometimes, like that could have been. So much worse of a scoreline in every single game. And it, it's mind boggling to me that, you know, Colorado finishes in, in all situations at a 64, almost 65% Corsi 4 rating. And at even strength, they outchance the high, out high danger chance 15 to 5. It's absolutely, absolutely just fucking mind numbing. This, this series, I. I feel like this series has gone on a year, man. Like, there is so much to unpack talking about a closeout series. Um, first off, first time in 20 years, man. Congratulations. We are back in the Western Conference Finals. I don't even think we've actually said that out loud. But, ah, it's, it, mm, it's a great feeling. Um, Here, well, you had well, so hold, on, many- hold on, hold on. Let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. What did you do for the first five minutes after that final buzzer? 
You really want to know? I didn't move. I, I, I was in a state of euphoria I haven't felt in a very long time. I was sitting on my red chair in my apartment. The people above me were stomping around, screaming. They were also watching the game. The um, apartment to the left of me, a Bruins fan, was completely silent. And I was like you. I, uh, I, I sat in my chair for a while. It hit me. I jumped up, sprinted around my building, which it's, it's not a big building, so I, I took two laps, came back inside, sat down, gathered my thoughts. You were already texting me in all caps. Let's record. Let's go. Let's I was blowing go. you up. I, I dude, there was no if we couldn't wait till tomorrow. There's I, no I, chance. I had to run to there, the pisser, get there, my victory there, bourbon, and then we're good to go. But dude, <laughs> if we try to record this tomorrow, right? The, the reactions can't, aren't as pure. Can't, can't, can't. We like, like, we'll, to, we'll be we sitting on to. it for twelve plus hours, going, "Oh man, you know that was great, but man, what about this?" Dude, the state of euphoria that yeah. every single Avalanche fan is in right now, getting past the second round, killing the fucking demons that have been around with the fucking San Jose and Landeskog being offsides, with blowing the weed again. Check one two. It keeps cutting out. Sorry. Um. It's like all, all these reactions we, we have, right? It's, it's, it's honest. It's true. It's pure. And it's, it's just killing off all of the demons. Every single demon that we've had. You know, it, it started with San Jose. Landis Cog being offsides. That, that tied the game. To Yoel fucking Kiviranta in the bubble. After, after Vladislav Nemestikov scored. To take the lead with two minutes left. And then Mark Stone in overtime at Ball Arena in game five as Vegas pretty much reverse sweeped Colorado last year. This, this is really for the club. It's for us, the fans. It is for anybody who has... Has paid has paid a, a lick of fucking attention in the last four years. I, 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 I don't, I, I don't have the words for the, this this overwhelming feeling of just re- relief. I think is what it is. It, it's it's just absolute relief. I'm right there with you. I mean. Just, I, I'm in shock. Um, <laughs> I, I really am. There, there's so many. Like, like I said, I, I feel like this this series has gone on about a year. It's been about a week. There is so much to unpack right now that I don't even know really where to start. Um, <laughs> First off, just, yeah, congratulations. I mean, the boys, they they kicked the habit, you know, they, so to speak, they kicked the proverbial bucket of just getting past this second round. Um, 
we get Edmonton. I, I'm not even thinking about that right now. I'm just, I'm still relishing in this. And it honestly feels just incredible. Um, and especially with the way that this team kept on getting stumped. You know, one year it was you were flat outplayed with Vegas. You know, last couple years, injuries, riddled, AHL goaltenders, you name it. Avs went through it in the second round. Missed calls. You want to talk about missed calls? There's one missed call that Jared has brought up a couple times tonight with Landy in the San Jose series. That is the kind of strife and pain that Avalanche fans have been dealing with for years. Knowing that you're good enough, Vegas has you odds-on favorite for multiple years. Jared just got a look of excitement, like a like a dog with a frisbee in his mouth. I'll have to um to check that. But I, yeah, just just the way that they did it, man. I'm freaking out. I really have no no words at all. Currently, check back in a little bit. But <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. We're not going to have anything for probably 24 hours. This could very well be 45 minutes to an hour of just rambling bullshit. Because, <laughs> be, be, because we don't know how to feel right now. This is that sense of euphoria that we haven't felt in a very long time. Right. And he, here's the thing I just read and kind of got, you know, all wide eyed about. Colorado went through Matt Duchesne in round one. Now they've gone through Ryan O'Reilly in round two. It's only fitting you face Tyson Berry in round three. And then, you know who you get in round four? Pierre Edward Belmar in Tampa Bay. It is storybook. It's poetic. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I'll raise you another one. If Carolina makes it, which is a good chance that they can, they're also in this. Ian Cole. Either way, it's a revenge tour. We are getting Big Z with Calgary, too. God damn it, that's a good one. That's such a good one, too. No no matter how you chopped it up, this was set up for us to exercise our demons. Auntie Ronza was the only tender to shut us out regular season. I don't know. Now I'm just like spitballing. I don't. I don't. I, I'm in a very, very good slash weird mood right now. Um, <laughs> but like, no matter how you chopped it up, Jerry, we were playing someone from our past. If Calgary got past Edmonton, it was Big Z. But like, man, talk about exercising some demons. Right. <clears throat> I mean. And and there was so much, I mean, we put it out there. I, I think we might have been the first ones to catch it on in the live broadcast of those sit with, with those sit with binner signs behind Ville Husso. I think we might have been the first ones to catch it because we it it seemed like that game got a shitload of traction right off the rip. It blew up. Um that's 
pretty fucking trash. You should be fucking ashamed of yourselves. And you can now go sit in the golf carts. Bye. Just, they... You don't, you, trying... you, you don't fucking poke fun at somebody who got racial death threats. Yes. Racial threats and death threats. Excuse me, let me separate the two. Racial threats and death threats on Instagram, on his account, and on his fucking daughter's account. Jazz and on his wife's account. Like. His wife got it too. For fuck's sake. All for a play that was just a hockey play. There it is was literally no... just a hockey play, Jared. If Bennington wants to be mad at anybody, he needs to be fucking mad at Callie Rosen. End of story. Yeah. Literally, if you watch, and I tried to have this conversation with a blues person, at least he wasn't a dick, but he didn't, he wanted to see it his way, that's fine, but at least he wasn't a dick. Civil conversation, cool, no problem. But when Callie Rosen cuts across and at an angle, as Kadri's coming straight in on, he's, he's F3, he's, he's middle lane driving, Rosen comes across, he goes into Kadri's way, where, where is Kadri fucking supposed to go? Oh, he should pull off, yes, because... NHL players are going to pull off to try and score a fucking goal. Come on. The puck was right there. It was a live, juicy rebound that Bennington is so known for giving up. Do not tell us it was not a hockey play. Do not tell us there was intent to injure. Rosen honestly probably saved a goal for him because the cadre I know would have pulled that back and netted it with the way that things are going at that point in time. But like you said, man, the way Rosen comes in from the side at an angle, and they're on ice. Like, physics matter, man. <laughs> they really do. It's not like you're just going to bounce off each other, and that's that. Like, you're going to continue moving forward, and you're going at very high speeds to begin with. And this collision happened, like, maybe feet from Bennington. There was no way he wasn't getting knocked down. And by the way, his sprained knee came from Rosen's side. It's not hard to see. And I, I, I mean, I, I said it right when, right when the injury happened, right? That, that kind of just ruined the series in a way. Um, with, with Bennington in, I, I felt like St. Louis had as good a chance as anyone to beat Colorado. A hundred percent. Bennington was finding that 2019 vintage chef's kiss form, you know, and I, I thought if it was, if it was going to be anyone to steal a series, it was going to be Jordan fucking Bennington. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm looking ahead to this Edmonton series. Um, I, I don't even want to think about this game tonight. I don't. Uh, all I can think of is the last 20 seconds. Um, Tyson, my little brother, called me when my TV had 30 seconds left. And I knew something good had happened. I'm screaming at him on my phone. Tyson, don't you fucking say a word. If something good happens, don't you say a fucking word. And then he's like, he's like, okay, okay, okay. And then I, I'm looking up at the clock on the TV. I'm like, there's 15 seconds. I go, is the future bright? Ba Everyone from our locked on spaces is going to know what that one's from. And, I'm, and Tyson goes, the future is very bright. I see Lannis Cog on the ice. I'm thinking it's going to be the captain. I'm like, oh, sweet, perfect. That, that fucking, oh, daddy captain buries it. Nope. It's EJ and fucking Taryn Helm 
getting two of the three possible points to send the Avs to the West Final. Like I said, if you if you had JT Comfer and Darren Helm scoring on your bingo card, first off, you're full of shit. Second off, what are tomorrow's lottery numbers in the state of Colorado and in Texas? Joel and I need to win some serious money. Stat. Like um, this is it's just. I anyways looking <laughs> looking forward to this Edmonton series at this point. Um, we'll, we'll get into our three stars of the series here in a minute. Um, looking forward to this Edmonton series. I mean, Mike, I, Mike Smith. Edmonton can't seem to keep the fucking puck out of the net, man. They're they're such a running gun team that I, I don't see a way that this is really. I mean, it's gonna go six. Right, Adam. It has to go six. McDavid's gonna steal a game. McKinnon's gonna fucking steal a game, like he just, like he almost did in game five. We're not. I don't want to talk about that. I was fucking livid, dude. Oh my god, you fucking waste that kind of all-time performance from your fucking franchise player. Cornerstone Gets bent, like fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was just mind numbing. But it just, <clears throat> it comes back to a systemic D zone issue which we'll talk about, but I, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm really, I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel so much better about going into the West final than I did in this last series. Yes. The, we we I, talked I about don't it. I have a problem on playing our, either fucking team. Yeah. We, we talked about it on our last cast, the blue series, this series that we just passed was going to be our toughest challenge just because of the way that they match up with us. It's a weird thing in hockey habits like it. But Edmondson, man, you're right. Like watching game one of that Calgary Edmondson series. I mean, the Flames net nine to start with. And the Flames, they're not even their scheme is more of a defensive scheme as opposed to, you know, a more avalanche style of play where you're screaming down, you know, trying to get just loads and loads of high danger chances off. and flood the net, double screen everywhere, try to just hope something goes in. You know, Calgary's the opposite of that. They're a very defensive team. So when I saw them put nine up against Edmonton, and I think they went through both goalies that game. They used Smith and Koskinen. Um, I was like, this is juicy, man. Either way, it's juicy. And we get Edmonton. So... It's going to be a hell of a series. Like, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see, finally, McDavid versus McKinnon, and it means something for once. Dude, you know it's huge when John fucking Bouchagross is begging for this match. Like, I, I think this is going to be on ESPN. I don't think it's going to TNT anymore. I think it's going to be on ESPN. And it starts Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday, I think, 8 p.m. Mountain Time. And, and, and let me tell you this, right? I texted Tyson earlier in the day. I said, hey, do you work on Sunday? And he goes, yeah, unfortunately, why? I was like, okay, well, um, if you didn't, I was planning on buying a plane ticket, getting my ass to Denver, and being there for game fucking seven. Like, I'm just glad that I don't have to buy a plane ticket to Denver. But, uh... But yeah, I don't know, like, 
I mean, so so with Edmonton, you obviously get you know McDavid and Dreisaitl. <clears throat> Um You know, guys like Hyman and uh, Kane, especially, have been playing well for them in the playoffs. But I don't know. Like I look at Mike Smith. That's a guy that the Avs have beaten before. I think they'll beat him again. Um, and Koskinen, if if Koskinen happens to touch the ice this series, I pray for him and his family. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but you saw, like, getting back to this Blue Series real quick, like, the reason that fourth line was so good, Jared, was because of a guy that you and I have gotten the pleasure to know very well over the past couple of years. OC's playing, baby. By the name of LOC. I gotta tell you, his forecheck ban, stuff of dragon fire. Like flames, literal flames. He is coming into his own, and I was I was here for it. This whole whole series, man. <laughs> like this whole series. And we we saw this out of Logan O'Connor when he was in Loveland. I mean, he was playing first line minutes. He was killing penalties. He was on the power play. He he was playing legitimately 20 to 24 minutes a night in Loveland. And he was the, you saw him, who was it? It was Logan O'Connor and Andrew Agazino. If you saw those two on the ice on a penalty kill, you knew they were scoring a goal. That's how good they were. And you can see it still in Logan O'Connor's forecheck now. He is a fucking pest. In the greatest way possible. He is just, he's hounding that puck. Him and, um, I think he's usually, uh, no, he's not out there with Arturi typically. Um, he's been out there a lot with Cogs. I fucking love Cogs, by the way. Jesus Christ. Um, I, I mean, <sighs> wow. Uh, th- those two work so well together. Makar is really just loving, loving the shutdown PK role that he's getting into now. Uh, Devon Taves is another really good killer. Eric Johnson's kind of an underrated killer. I'm not going to lie to you on that one. Josh Manson, obviously great, but dude, I'm I'm going to I'm going to toot my own fucking horn here. Bottom 6 won that series again. Literally, we'll get tonight. Bottom 6 won the game, won the series. You want to guess who had the highest plus minus of the series? Bowen Byram. Oh, he had to be close, though, yeah? Close. Very close. Fuck. Hold on. Forward or defenseman? Mr. Byram's partner. Really? Wow. Eric Johnson, man. And did you, did you notice tonight, Betsy was working Byram and Makar a lot together. Mm-hmm. That... And, and here, our favorite Ken doll, right? Making all these adjustments. By the way, fuck Fire you, Bendar. Mark. By the way, fuck you, Mark Kisla. You're Ken doll bullshit. They lose one game and you toss that out there because he doesn't make adjustments in game two. Get the fuck out of here, man. Homie needs to take a hike along with all the other people at 104.3, the fan, who oh. think they get to talk hockey and be knowledgeable about go, it. Go back, to sorry, covering, but... go back to halfway covering the Broncos, man. Jesus Christ. <sighs> I'll read your trash Rocky stuff because guess what? The Rockies are dog shit. So who cares? Apples to apples. 
Um, yeah, I mean, Bednar was able to make the changes and kind of get light a fire under some asses. Now, here's a problem I had in game five. And this had nothing to do with JB. This had nothing to do with the Avs. Why the fuck did the NHL sanction a TV timeout after a Nathan McKinnon hat trick? You don't take TV timeouts during goals. Especially not during a hat trick. Like, you have to let those celebrations play out. Like, there's 5,000 hats on the ice. It's going to take six minutes to clean up. I get it. Okay, that's fine. And I can think of maybe like one or two other occasions where they've done that, but it's usually been a video review issued by Toronto or Challenge where they said, ah, yeah, we can take a break now. I just, I, I don't. Something about that doesn't make me happy. I'm probably more pissed off about that because the Avs lost that game and they should have won in five in Denver with handshakes. By the way, have you, do you know? Last time we saw positive handshakes on home ice. 2009. First round against Minnesota. Because then they lost in four to Detroit on home ice. Still have yet to see good handshakes on home ice. Just so we're clear. Eh, Mind numbing. Colorado's 5 0 on the road. Two of which are elimination games. 33 3 on home ice this year just chalk it up to the weirdness of playoff hockey um do you understand that really denver did. will fucking riot if they don't raise the cup on home ice now yeah like they will fucking Basically. riot i need I, to I mean, I mean they're gonna riot no matter if we win the cup no matter what right i <laughs> I, I, fucking... I i i have to call off work on the day after the stanley cup now i have to You'd be wrong if you didn't. Um, I, okay, here, let, let's get into it because we're running short on time. Um, yeah. Who are your three stars of the series? So I'll go uh, three to one. Um, my third star is LOC. Did not show up on the stat sheet, but what he did night in. And night out was pivotal. And some could say one of the main driving forces to, you know, carry this team onward. But he's my third star, locking it in, the OG OC. Uh, But uh, what about you with your third? With my third star, uh, it's going to be Bo Byram. Uh, The positive cores you share when he's on the ice five on five. Uh, at that that breakout, that power play breakout he had tonight in Game Six to lead to the JT Confer second goal. I mean, that's just fucking phenomenal. You, you can't teach that shit. You really can't. I'm, I mean, just to get his head up, get the puck in the zone, and just say, and and really, he he drew that defender when he when he center lane drove that, or not? He didn't. Um, I think it was Lekkinen who center lane drove on that one. But Byram stayed wide, kept the other defenseman with him, which really gave. JT Confer Lane to shoot that puck short side high. Um, I, I, I thought Byram did a great job with controlling play when he needed to, settling the puck down, uh, getting into scrums when he needed to. 
I thought his shot selection was fucking great. I wish it was a little bit quicker, though. Um, I, I mean, overall, it was a great series from Bowen Byram. Great series. Uh, who, who is your, moving on to the second stars of the night, uh, who's your number two? And apparently, by the way, Connor McGahee had one of the craziest calls since Guts All Over the Place by Mark Mosher. I haven't listened to it yet, and I'm super excited. Very, very excited as well. Um, my, my second star is, it's gotta be Nas, Ben. Um, it's just the, the hat trick on the road. Um, I don't think an Avs player had done that in the playoffs in quite some time. It was super super refreshing to see um and also uh just you know kind of the emotional side of it a bit uh the team team galvanized around him um they really did and for a good reason dude was getting dogged everywhere you looked um as far as like you know the people from blues country and got so bad that you know, you needed a police escort to that uh, final game in St. Louis before Game Six here. Um, that has no place in hockey. The way he responded to that by basically willing the Avs to win that game was something I had never witnessed before, and it was incredibly cool to see. It has no place in the world. Period. End of story. Period. Um, that's just... In, you're, you're absolutely right. That the, the fact that there even had to be extra security is mind-numbing. It is flat-out stupidity. I understand that the, the, the one does not represent the whole. I, I fully understand that. At the same time, the one runs the bunch. It's always how it is. But, um, sorry, I'm, I didn't mean to interject there. My apologies. Um, oh, yeah, no worries. My second star is not going to be a popular one with Avs fans. It's not. Um, my second star is going to be Ryan O'Reilly from St. Louis. The, the way that he effectively really shut down the top line and was dominant in the circle all series uh, and the way he shut down McKinnon for the first three games uh, is just a, a testament to how great of a player he actually is. Um, I, I loved him in his time here in Colorado. I, I, I loved his ability to battle on faceoffs and to win faceoffs in key situations. And he, he can still do that now with St. Louis. He, he has proven that he is worth every fucking penny that they're, that they're paying him. And he, he may not have shown up on the score sheet that much. That first goal of the, the series off that weird, just fucking weird ass bounce, man. And, um, just, just, just seeing that happen and going, okay, we got it out of the way. It's kind of like the Duchesne thing. Okay. We got it out of the way. Let's, let's move past it now. But oh, overall, Ryan O'Reilly was just, he, he was exactly as his nickname. He was the factor. And he is, in my opinion, he's more deserved of the number two star than anyone else I can think of right now. Um, 
now the creme de la creme your number one star of six games through six games I this is not going to be a popular first star by any means when considering what this player's ceiling can be. Uh, I was heavily debating Mac uh, for first star um, just off that disgusting hat trick in a closeout game alone. Um, But my first star is actually going to be someone who did the dirty work, so to speak, not in the way that you would think this player would contribute, but the amount of assists this guy racked up night in and night out. Plus, he did technically break his goal-scoring streak with an empty net. Going with Miko. And Jared is freaking out right now. He is punched over. Wow. The lat. You all right, Sadie? Jesus Christ. Um, Sadie freaking out too. Yeah, Sadie was amazed by that by that pick too. I, I'm excited to hear your reasoning though. I really am. So you think about every impactful goal that the Avs had this series. I guarantee you first or second assist was Miko Rantlin. Um just the and you can tell he's in a slump too, which is why I was hesitant in giving him this first star. But, <clears throat> and excuse me here, I'm going to pull up natural stat trick. Don't worry, I'll insert the Jeopardy music in post. Just his, his uncanny ability to, to be in the right place at the right time and be the driving force of a lot of those high danger chances um i think about the game five shot that he had that was almost a goal from him but was masterfully tipped in by landis cog and sadie is dancing she's doing the the avs postseason dance for the champion for the western conference finals love to see it um, but yeah, I'm going with Miko Rantanen, man. And I know I'm going to catch a little bit of flack for it, but, uh, you know, you could tell that he knew he wasn't on his game and finding a way to contribute in other ways every single game was fantastic in my eyes. It's, it's hard to argue the, I, I, I think it was six assists he had in six games. Um, in, in this series, I mean, point per game player still. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I, he's got a, he's so snake bitten right now. Fucking, he's cursed, man. A backhander tonight, the one time or two nights ago. I mean, just across the board, just fucking cursed. Um, I, I will say, Miko's probably a, a solid pick. He, I, I, he makes my Mount Rush, my Mount Rushmore for the series. Um, or he's barely off, and I think I think the only guy he gets beat out by is Ville Huso. He's probably the only guy who beats him out, but he, um, it's just for me though. 
Um, my my number one star, who has already been named in this top three, is Nazem Kadri. Um, for so much of the 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 hockey the hockey play and the the bullshit that happened off ice, um, he's he he the the way he just persevered i don't know if persevered is the right right word the way he redirected that energy uh all that all that negative shit he kept getting all the negative shit he got from the 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 the, the horrible people i want to call them say it was blues fans because i i highly doubt they're actually blues fans I, I think they're just horrible people and they shouldn't be coupled in with the good blues fans who came out and said look that was wrong to them we just we don't claim that that's just that bullshit da 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 um, th- those, those hateful, those hateful and racist and spiteful people, um, and the way he in, in game four took, knew he was going to get ran at. He, he fucking knew it. Shen tried to try to get him to go. What was it? Two and a half, three minutes into the game. Kadri said for, for what, for what the Peron. Yeah. And the then Peron bullshit. And then Perron, all of the Peron bullshit. And then, then Peron cross-checking him in the back after Buchnevich just um, shoves him down to the ice. And Kelly Sutherland did a hell of a job officiating that. That was fucking brilliant, by the way. Um, and then Kadri scoring after that, and um, for the second tuck, and excuse me, and then almost getting his head taken off by Peron, and then to to finish with a hat trick in game four. And really just was an all around just really solid defensive player all all series two. I mean, I, I know I kind of harped on him a little bit in the spaces after uh, after game five, two nights ago about it, it's the same the same way he lost Kivi Ranta in the bubble. Um, and, and it's just it's a learning thing, you know. The first time that Colorado St. Louis went to overtime, Colorado dominated possession. They dominated play. They dominated fucking everything at that point. Um, they they just they weren't used to being pinned in their own zone, especially in overtime. And it, it just seems like we're having this natural problem of the centers, whether it's an overtime or regulation, whether it's sustained zone pressure or if it's on a zone entry, the the, the center gets lost and follows the wrong guy we got two guys on one and they're just we're leaving someone open justin falk tonight i get it kemper should probably have that joel you've never really played competitive hockey in your life from 35 feet with nobody within 20 feet of you you're scoring a goal 100 percent of the time like i i mean i get it it goes off kemper kemper should have that fine whatever Someone's got to step there, and someone didn't step. My opinion, Nicholas Obekubel didn't step. That's neither here nor there. It's just kind of the systemic thing that we're we're seeing with this Avs team that kind of ties into Kadri, right? The overtime goal, Kadri sinks down, <clears throat> leaves Bozak exposed. Taves is pointing at fucking Bozak, saying "Go" to him, and Bozak just puts a perfect shot under <clears throat> under Kemper's glove. I mean. Out, out, really outside of that one play, Nazem Kadri took over the series, and he kept himself out of trouble. Yeah. That alone is the biggest victory 
out of this entire series. It, it, you're exactly right. That was my, that was my one X, one of my X factor, one of my three X factors I had going into that series into the series. How, if you, if you can have a non-suspended Nazem Kadri, he's going to win you a game. He's going to win you two games. He's going to do something somehow. And he did it. It was fucking yeah. amazing. And I mean, you could, you could almost kind of feel it. Like I, I mean, I did not expect him to go out there and get a Hattie, but I expected him to have a great game. Um, I mean, the way people were just, it was evil. It was nasty what people were telling him and his family. And I kept on waiting for the Blues as an organization to denounce it publicly, somehow, some way. Guess what? Barub even said it himself. He gave that team the green light to go after Nas. He could have put a stop to it. You know, when asked about the Bennington situation in his presser after Game Three, uh, you know, one of the one of the reporters asked him, you know, what do you think about, you know, the whole Kadri uh, Bennington situation? A smart coach would see that play for how it is. It's a hockey play. But if I was if I was him in that situation, I would say we're going to try to rally around our guys and focus on our game because that's what you do at this level. Because at this at, at this level, if you're at the top of the game, at the top of your game, like you know, that's what people should uh eh, I'm kinda losing my words. Um if you're at the top of your game, that is basically just like what you should believe in as a team and the way that he took it so far the opposite direction to say yeah run Nas basically um there was a lot of just bullshit that was it kept on festering and festering and festering and festering you were getting blown up on Twitter I was getting blown up on Twitter everyone was getting blown up on Twitter um and just the way that Nas took that and channeled it and the the sit with Bennington um, signs you cannot compare that to a you know a movement regarding race and and hatred from a certain a certain group uh, you just can't. They're incomparable. But the way he took over that game, his first Selly, you and I were texting about it, man. I'm in your head. Rent free, bro. I haven't said that in a long time. Like, <laughs> it was just, it was something to see. Um, and I wish we had that against Vegas last year, man. I really, really do. It's just going to prove, it just shows you, it proves every single time, a non-suspended Nazem Kadri is the greatest asset to a team. 100%.
and and that's just that it's the most blunt and simple way to put it toronto hardly got it uh we barely got it the last couple of years now we have a mature a healthy a motivated nazim kadri and that motherfucker is going to take us places man you, you, us us as fans you know i i read the reviews on on itunes bro yeah okay get it so what joel says us guess what we're all part of this we are a fucking fandom you don't like it don't listen to the fucking podcast end of story get the fuck out bye um but yeah I, it's just i'm just fully elated that we are going into the western conference finals fully healthy well, like, uh, well, missing Gerard. Yeah, missing Gerard. But and yeah, I just hope he's okay. You know, we didn't even talk about that. So much more to talk about. Like, but you know, prayers up to him, rest up. But uh, but yeah, this team is deep enough to to get it done, man. Um, super. You're, you're right. You're right. They're gonna. This team, this is a different team. This is clearly a different team. And it's exciting. We are extremely ready for this. We, we have been waiting for this. We have been waiting for this. The, the club, the team, the fans, and everyone's been waiting for this. City. State. I mean, let's let's put it in perspective. This is the first team to make a, f- a finals appearance in a non-bubble year since the Broncos went to the Super Bowl. Just to put it in perspective, it's it's been seven years. Been a while. It's been a long fucking time. It's been seven years. Um, yes, the Nuggets went to the bubble and unfortunately lost. In the bubble, I, I mean, yeah, we can talk about how they probably could have done much better with a semi-healthy Jamal Murray in games three and four against Golden State. But I mean, it's yes. just not not the time for Which, that. Um, like, by the way, like losing to Golden State—that's nothing to be ashamed of. The way they're running through the West right now, like you just lost to the NBA champions, in my opinion. And we honestly would have beaten them at six healthy, so no shame in that. Exactly, um, but we are we are coming up on our uh, hour mark here. Um, Jared, do you have any uh, semi just sort of closing thoughts before we get into our uh, outro? For us fans, celebrate it, man! Just fucking celebrate it. We got a three day weekend right now. Um, I this is something that, like I've said, we've been waiting for since two thousand and. 20 years you and I were in elementary school the last time we were in the West Final that's how long it's been bro that's how fucking long it's been I mean it is it this is something to cherish and to really let it sink in and it hasn't sunk in yet it really hasn't Um, I'm excited for it to sink in and I, I know I'm going to go listen to Connor's call when we get off this and probably melt it into the, in, into the front end. Uh, I, I'll probably melt in 
all three calls from TNT, from Sportsnet, from uh, from from fucking uh, Altitude Sports Radio ninety two five. If if I can find the Blues call, I might even try to melt that one in on from the radio call. But um, yeah, I mean, you guys are listening to this at the end and now realizing, oh shit, he did probably most of those things in the open. <laughs> um, uh, it's like I said, yeah, just just let it sink in. It is so, so, so great um, that we're finally here. Um, I, 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 you know me. I love my fiance to death, man. She's been fucking dogging me all the goddamn time. Second round, second round, second round. I love her to death, even though she's a Blackhawks fan. Um, and now she, she saw me sit there for probably five to ten minutes after that game ended during the handshake line. I didn't move. I didn't say a word. I, I was just excited. I, I fucking scared Sadie when they scored. She sprinted toward the front door like, oh shit, he's big guy pissed. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm just 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 enjoy it. Enjoy it for three days. Enjoy it for four days because Tuesday it's the last four to get to the final. Got to take care of four more nights of business somehow, some way. Definitely. And uh, for my closeout, I have not asked you this in a while because we haven't had a victory closeout in a while. But sir, what are you drinking tonight? I'm honest with you is some cheap ass whiskey. I don't even know what the what the brand was. It was a it was one point seven five for like twenty eight bucks, and it all goes down the same. There we go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm out of words. I'll probably have some like I yeah it it is a good time to be an Avalanche fan. That's what I'm gonna close on. Get ready for Edmonton on Tuesday. As always, we'll be here breaking stuff down for y'all. Uh, take it easy. God bless. Be safe. My family home for the holidays. I'm in the studio cooking up music because I know I never got time to waste. This is a decision I gotta make. Made it here, I can't stop now. Had to make what I got now. This is life I chose. Seen the highs and lows. I've been getting what I want now. Middle finger to the middle man. Thank you for calling Navy Federal Credit Union. How can I help you? Hi, if I'm in the Army, not in the Navy, am I still eligible for membership? Yes, you are. What about my sister in the Air Force? Her too. And my dad's a Marine. We serve all branches of the military, veterans, and their families. My dog is a retired military working dog. I'll see what I can do. Find out if you're eligible at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA.